It's Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, and I'm Dave Sobel. Three things to know today. The growing AI risks in finance and politics calls for regulations rise ahead of the elections. CMMC and FedRAM compliance for all. Small businesses face the same cyber requirements as larger firms. And Sekion, Atacama, Pax8, and Microsoft all have launches to talk about. This is the business of tech. Data migrations are complex and irritating, creating days of frustration from setup to cutover. MoveBot was built from the ground up to fix that. MoveBot is the simplest and fastest data moving tool there is, fully hosted with no infrastructure, no virtual machines, none of that. Sign up, connect, scan, and you'll be moving data in minutes. Techs of all levels can now move terabytes per day with MoveBot. The magic lies in how MoveBot simplifies and auto-scales your migration with modern cloud technology, handling proprietary doc types, file name sanitization, permissions, and cutover, with detailed reporting and alerting at every step. Start moving data like a pro at MoveBot.io. There's a lot of legislation and regulation to cover, and I'm breaking it into two themes. First, let's talk about what has strategic implications. First, a perspective on AI in 2024 as it relates to politics. According to NBC News, lawmakers in most states need to catch up in enacting policies to address the challenges posed by artificial intelligence and deepfakes in political campaigns. Only three states passed laws related to these issues in 2023, while others introduced bills that stalled or failed. With the 2024 election approaching, proponents of regulation are urging states to take action, as different approaches could provide valuable insights. The reasons for the slow response include reconciling regulations with First Amendment rights, the rapid evolution of AI and deepfake technology, and a lack of understanding among lawmakers. State-level legislation in Washington, Minnesota, and Michigan could serve as models for future laws. The federal government has not taken significant action, making state-level efforts crucial in addressing the potential threats of deepfakes in elections. And from the Washington Post, fears about the risks of artificial intelligence have extended beyond Silicon Valley to the legal system, global business gatherings, and top Wall Street regulators. The Financial Industry Regulatory Authority and the World Economic Forum have identified AI as a significant risk, with concerns about misinformation and direct consumer harm. The Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gensler has warned about the threat of financial stability posed by AI models used by investment firms. The potential risks of AI include biased decisions, privacy concerns, and the potential for global market meltdowns. From IT Pro, the UK government is proposing new laws to protect data centers from cyber attacks, physical threats, and extreme weather. The Department for Science, Innovation, and Technology believes that existing safety practices need to be revised, given the critical national importance of data centers. The proposed laws would establish minimum security and resilience requirements for data centers and create a regulatory body to oversee incident reporting and risk mitigation. Designating data centers as critical national infrastructure would give them greater support and scrutiny. The consultation on these proposals is ongoing, seeking input from industry stakeholders. 
Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith stated in an interview that the White House's engagement with companies on their AI capabilities, including giving them homework assignments, helped accelerate action on the technology. The Biden administration requested firms to demonstrate their commitment to the safe and transparent use of AI, and Microsoft was among the first to submit a draft. The feedback received allowed Microsoft to build upon its submission and speed up the pace of progress. Why do we care? Working backward, we have evidence that the Biden executive order on AI has had an impact, and Microsoft embraced the dialogue. Companies developing or using AI should take a proactive stance in AI governance, engaging with those regulatory bodies and demonstrating commitment to safe and ethical AI practices. Governments are moving on critical infrastructure too, and I'd note that considering data centers critical infrastructure is both common sense and the reality of our current world. Expect more. Finally, moving on to AI risks. I highlight the risks in politics and financials for two reasons. First, as technologists, listeners should be prepared for questions from customers. And second, the opportunity is to advise customers proactively on navigating these concerns. And now what I would call more tactical legislation to consider. Google has officially endorsed an Oregon right-to-repair legislation, marking the first time the company has backed any right-to-repair law. The legislation requires manufacturers to provide replacement parts, software tools, and repair documentation. Google has also made efforts to make its Pixel phones easier to fix. This comes after Apple's support for a federal right-to-repair law in October. And pulling from some coverage in NextGov, the Pentagon's proposed updates to the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC, will require small businesses to comply with the same cyber requirements as large firms. However, experts believe small businesses will still have opportunities to work with the Department of Defense. The DoD acknowledges small firms' challenges in meeting CMMC requirements and is expected to provide support mechanisms and incentives outside a formal rulemaking process. The public feedback on the proposed rule is being accepted until February 26th, with the final rule expected to be released later this year. Federal agencies have increased their use of FedRAMP, but challenges persist in fully addressing issues, according to a government watchdog report. The report highlights that some agencies are using services that are not FedRAMP authorized due to a lack of program oversight. The report makes three recommendations, including issuing guidance on tracking the cost of sponsoring a FedRAMP authorization and developing a plan for guidance on a specific federal information processing standard requirement. OMB and GSA have ongoing efforts to address the issues, but until finalized, the challenge may continue to increase time and costs for FedRAMP authorizations. And in coverage from TechDirt, the FCC's Affordable Connectivity Program, which provides a $30 broadband discount to 23 million low-income Americans, is at risk of ending due to Republicans refusing to fund its extension. Poor Americans may see a significant increase in their broadband bills and may even lose broadband access altogether. Republicans oppose the program because of its popularity among constituents and their desire to prevent Democrats from receiving credit for cheaper broadband. Why do we care? 
Again, working backward, I've highlighted the importance of broadband as a utility. Making broadband viewed as a necessary utility is good for MSPs and service providers, as it shows the importance of technology in business. As such, we should also want to see broadband supported as a utility. Disclosure, some family members of mine are benefiting from this program, and it's made a real difference. This decision highlights the issue of telecom monopolization and muted competition, which Republicans and some Democrats are also addressing. We want competition here. It's good for our customers. Let's note that the importance of FedRAMP and such frameworks as CMMC 2.0. Will MSP tool providers begin to embrace this standard, or will a divide be created between comply and comply not? How widely used will CMMC become? Agencies love to reuse frameworks. Even if you don't do defense work, you should care about CMMC and FedRAMP. And finally, let's acknowledge how the right to repair is spreading. And I got a surprising number of product announcements. Sekion has launched AI Sim SimSeaGuard, a cybersecurity platform powered by AI and ML, enabling MSPs and MSSPs and IT teams to detect and respond to threats in cloud-powered resources. With an automated sign-up process and competitive pricing, the platform offers comprehensive protection for cloud workloads and integrates with various cloud-based services. Tsekion's AI SimSeaGuard provides unified AI ML-powered detection and response, correlating identities to threats across applications, networks, and infrastructure. The platform can be set up and configured quickly and offers full SIM-level log, event, and flow capture. Atacama has unveiled the Atacama Browser Security Platform for MSPs. The platform allows MSPs to protect the window of work for their clients, providing browser security controls, insights and monitoring, anti-phishing and anti-malware features, DNS filtering, and credentials analysis. MSPs can join the Early Access Beta program to shape the product's future and receive commercial incentives. PAX 8 has launched a global marketplace mobile app that allows partners to search and view products on the go. The app, soft launched in the U.S. in September, is now available worldwide. Partners can search and manage products, view invoices and support tickets, and share feedback. Additional features like push notifications and an add-to-cart function will be rolled out soon. The app aims to provide a convenient and flexible way for partners to service and manage clients remotely. And Microsoft has launched new partner benefits packages for solution providers, offering access to Microsoft Sales Copilot, product licenses, Azure credits, and more. The three packages, Partner Launch Benefits, Partner Success Core Benefits, and Partner Success Expanded Benefits, cater to different growth stages and are available in major markets, expanding to other locations by the end of March. The packages provide various tools and support, ranging from $345 to $3,995 annually. Additionally, Microsoft has made its Copilot from Microsoft 365 Generative AI offering available for solution providers in the Cloud Solution Provider program to sell to customers. Why do we care? Of course, Microsoft would launch partner program benefits for AI. It's a key initiative for them. I'm intrigued by the idea of a mobile app from PAX 8. Two reasons. First, mobile is still too much of a competitive differentiation from a vendor. 
Second, it's still a massive differentiator for providers themselves. Thanks for listening. It's National Compliment Day. Listener, you look marvelous. Got a comment, a question, a thought on a story? Put it in the comments if you're on YouTube or reach out on LinkedIn if you're listening to the podcast. Have a great day. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of the Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.